Welcome to the Family Unit Radio Show. The purpose of this show is to inspire, inform, and minister to you the truth about family from the Word of God. Now here's your host. Hello and welcome to the Family Unit Radio Show. I am host Cleaver Rose and I want to thank each and every one to be part of this wonderful radio experience. You know, this is a very, very special time for me. Um, I have not done a real broadcast in 2019, so I do apologize to all the audience who wondering what in the heck happened to the Family Union Radio. So we are in the process of a lot of stuff right now as a radio network, and a lot of things has come up for for the time being, I, and personally, I've been very, very, very busy, so I do apologize for not really bringing a true bona fide radio broadcast for 2019. I do apologize. However, I do have one that's very, 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 very important one, and this is a very important one to me because of the things that um, occur that's been going on in our society today and I really do want to touch a base on this because it's involved a lot of people. Well one thing we do want to talk about is something that a lot of people don't really consider, especially wives. A lot of wives today are being forced, and this is how I think about it, being forced upon to try to become the very things that not of God. However, we want to really touch on the base on the things that is for, that's from God himself. And I want to really, have, I have someone, a very special person in my life that really understands this venue very well. Because she knows a whole lot more about it because she is my wife, my beautiful wife. And, you know... My wife is very, very special to me and in her own way. She homeschooled our son. She's, she is a father of Christ. And she, she just everything as a, of a woman of God to be. I, I, I can't, it's so many accolades I could talk about, about my wife so much that it's really, really it could be a book, just wanted to be honest with you. I mean, I've been married to her 23 years, going to be 24 in January. But with her, she is so amazing because she had to deal with me. That's the one thing about it. She had to deal with me, Cleveland. <laughs> and when you had to deal with me, it's, it's, it's a lot to embark into. How? But the thing is, it's so special about her. She did something that's amazing and something that really touched me as well, that she put her thoughts together, that God put the, uh, gave her the thoughts to write about, about the plans for Christian women, to a Christian wives. And she's here today. No, this is her first time ever do a broadcast with me. And this is a wonderful thing to me because it's special to me. I mean, she's really going to really dig deep here now i want to introduce you to my better half the one that been with me for 23 years i love her to death i do i love my wife tawana how you doing baby hi i love you too no that's so cute <laughs> oh baby um i want to really 
get into this because oh, you know, I've been seeing a lot of people and a lot of Christian women are really don't know what's going on as uh, what the plans are for God. And, you know, I, I as a husband, you know, you know, understanding what my role is as a husband, you know, that's that's a challenge role myself. I know it's a real challenge role for you as a as a you no know, wife. Um, but let me ask you a question here. You no, know, before we get into this a little bit deep. What what is it that is going on that a lot of wise or let's say Christian wise don't know? Or what are the things that are really the, uh, the the challenges for a wife to have to go through in this day age right now? Well, I know for me, when I look back at it and look at it now, it's a struggle to even know how to walk in your world as a Christian wife. Because um, it's going to be totally different than what it would be if you were a wife in the world, meaning that, you know, you are a woman that does not have Christ in her life. It's going to look different. It's supposed to look different. And so I think a lot of women in the body of Christ, they don't understand how serious the role that they are supposed to play biblically. A lot of people are getting their cues from the world. A lot of worldly philosophies and things are coming into the church more and more and more which is a very th dangerous thing and so it's a it's a good idea for us to go back to the word and see what god has to say on the matter you know that's really inter interesting because um you know it's really 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 sad now if you really took took the time to understand something here about the roles that that uh god has planned for a man for the woman and you know that in the churches today, I see a lot of you know wives are being challenged to do so many roles, but not biblical role. Like not no, not the role that God has set forth for her from the beginning. You know, in the beginning of time, before all of us was created, God has set these roles up from the from the get go. But you know, my people are trying to challenge God in it. Which that's not even a biblical sound. And you no, know, that's one of the big huge things I know is in in churches today, they are doing everything with the worldly philosophies, but they're not taking the time to indicate that that foundation that God has set before us about what it is for a for a husband or a wife, mainly a wife, to know her godly role is. Now, let me ask you this. In that same time of understanding, what was it the biggest challenge that you was facing when you was dealing with the fact what role you had to play for for as the father of God, God's way instead of the world's way? What was the biggest challenge for you? Well, I know as a new wife and also a new believer at the time, I was struggling to know how to play that role out as a Christian wife and you know, even though I grew up in the church, of course, I learned as I got older that I really wasn't saved because of misinformation at the church that I grew up in. Um, I didn't see women in the church 
living the way the Bible says to live as a Christian wife. I really didn't see it. I knew there were some women who were married, Mm -hmm. but I don't recall them ever talking about how a wife was supposed to act. And so that was not something that I was taught growing up. Then, of course, after having, you know, gotten older and got married and, you know, you and I, once we started going to church, you know, you know, in our married life, I was hearing some things that I had never heard before about being a wife. And I did hear about submission and things like that. But it's one thing you can hear about it, but you don't really understand how it's, you know, looks on a day-to-day basis, how to actually apply it to life. And so from there, I just, you know, try to, you know, really find out, you know, by was looking at people and trying to see, well, how did they act and things like that. And it just wasn't, it, it wasn't becoming clear to me exactly how it was supposed to look, even though I kept hearing people bring the subject matter up, mostly the male pastor, but I wasn't hearing the women explain like exactly what is it that you do for you to know as a wife you know what submission looks like like how do you know you're doing it because we tend to think that we're doing something mm-hmm. and the next thing we know you know it's we're, we're totally you know God will show you that no you're you're not even even nowhere near doing what I what I'm asking you to do in the way I'm asking you to do it so that was like new for me to like really like I mean because I went through so much confusion so much heartache so much pain just it was agonizing I'm trying to learn how to do something that I didn't know how to do it because it was new to me mm-hmm. so yes and I didn't really have anybody in my life to really show me or you know for me to actually see them walk it out mm-hmm. and so that in itself it was it was just really 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 hard to just figure out the biblical way to do it because I was striving more to be a good wife the way the world says be a good wife right I had that down pat but I didn't know how to be a godly wife and so it took years of just so much heartache and pain for me to even come to the to the place where God could really just get me into you know alone and, and just just talk to me about being a godly wife not a good wife that's amazing because um you know sometimes we you know i'm glad you brought that 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 contrast about a good wife and a godly wife now i know we're going to be talking a little bit more as the series go, uh, go forward but let me ask you this about that what does that contrast uh compare the, the comparison between the good wife and the godly wife that the world keep throwing out there that people say that this is the way you should be but it's not just the world but it's in the church and can you give us a little synopsis you know not at the me at the potatoes of it but just a good synopsis of what it is for to be a good wife or a uh, and a godly wife because some people would think that they're doing the roles of a godly wife but they actually doing the roles of a good wife then we could go into a little bit more deep into genesis so let's go ahead and just give a little bit of comparison off just a little bit a little of a, a teaser of what it is to be a, a good wife and a godly wife well for me, I had to 
in order for me to understand the difference. It started with me just one day I just became very, very, um, I guess you would say I was really hungering and thirsting to understand biblical womanhood because I kept hearing some women talk about it. And I'm like, okay, so what is so important about biblical womanhood that I need to know and and how am I not applying it in my life for me to understand? Because I thought that, you know, when I looked at women in the church and I, you know, trying to have this picture of what holiness looks like. And I mean, you can act a certain way and it not even be real because you're acting one way, putting on your church face, according to you know some uh, a certain pastor that we know mm-hmm. used to call it your church mask. You put your church mask on, but then when you go home, you take that mask off and you're being your real self. And so, you know, I started thinking about that. And then I started hearing some other women were talking about biblical womanhood. I'm like, okay, so what is this biblical womanhood? So I'm searching scripture, you know, reading the Bible, reading, um, you know, concordance, you know, looking up words and things like that. And just, um, I had found some uh, bloggers and different uh, ladies online who were just really focused on what biblical womanhood was. Something that I felt like I wasn't getting in church because even though, you know, they have like ladies Bible study and things like that, you know, for just, you know, primarily for the women and for them to teach one another, I was not hearing a lot about what biblical womanhood was because basically the things that I was hearing, it could be, you know, for a general audience, mm-hmm. not necessarily for a woman herself playing out her role, you know, you know, biblically. Mm-hmm. And so um, when I started to research more about biblical womanhood, I started to see things in the scripture, even though I had read these scriptures, you know, pertaining to the wife, I started to see a little bit more than what I wasn't seeing before. So I guess at that point, you could say that I was really, you know, growing in my spiritual walk for me to even hunger and thirst after wanting to to go so deep with this. And so that's what ended up happening is that I started to see that, you know, when I looked at the comparison of what, how, you know, a lot of us women, when we look at being a good woman, we're thinking of things like, you know, well, um, I'm showing my husband that I love him because I'm being loyal to him. Um, You know, I am taking care of his kids and, you know, I, you know, make I can cook meals, you know, and, you know, keep the house clean, things like that. You know, we're just like pretty much work-based things. Mm-hmm. Not so much looking at the attitude we have behind what we do. Right. And that right there is key, is mm-hmm. the attitude. Because when you when you talk about submission, it's, you know, I hear a lot of people talk about how it's like a dirty word in, you know, in the mouths of, of a woman, you know, it's like they want to vomit when they hear it or whatever, <laughs> when they're saying it, it's, right. it's like, okay, so why is it such a dirty word? But then once I really started to just allow, you know, the Holy Spirit to teach me and stop listening to the voices in the world and people in the church that's listening to the voices of the world and allowing that philosophy to come into the church, once I just shut all of that out and really just started sitting and studying the word for myself 
and not just reading the scriptures, but I pulled out the concordance, Bible dictionary, everything, all kinds of study tools to really just let God just teach me. And once once that happened, I'm like, wow, okay, so there is a difference in being this good wife mm. and being a biblical wife. Wow. And so I actually, the more I kept studying, I started to get really, really excited because I wasn't trying to do this to gain your approval. I wasn't doing it so that I, it would make me look more holy. I just wanted to please God. And that was the whole thing about the whole thing about submission is pleasing God. Amen. Yeah, you're going to reap some benefits from me being a godly wife, but I, that was not my focus. My focus was, am I pleasing the Father? Because at the end of the day, when it's all said and done... When 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 this life is over and we you know and we're living in when we're in heaven, how's God gonna how would God look at the way I played out my role? You know because it's it's important. It's it's a serious role. It's very important. And you can see the when you look at society today, you can see the devastating destruction of just women in general getting outside of their roles. Oh, yeah, I, I, I agree with you 100% because, you know, um, going out here, work, doing the things I do, working meet with people all the time, and you see that role has really changed in dramatic ways that now a lot of people are not really doing their roles according to the word. And even people who say they are Christians. They claimed, you know, especially Christian, Christian women in general, you know, if it, if it's not because of the husband leading them, it's always something they doing on their own without the husband. And uh, even from some, some people will say, well, that's that, you know, the wife, you no, know, what's with her voice? Well, she do have a voice identity in Christ because, you no, know, a lot of times, we hear we we adhere to the world's philosophy that women have to have their rights, women have to have this, women have to have that. But <laughs> where's God in that? That's kind of funny. Yeah, I don't feel like any of my rights have been stripped. Wow. By living out my role biblically, I mean I have a voice. I voice I voice it all the time. <laughs> Whatever I, I'm thinking, I mean, I say what I'm thinking. Yeah. I just know how to go about it. But no, I feel freer now than I was feeling beforehand. Mm. I felt very, very, very trapped before, but now I'm free. Amen. I am free, and I really just don't care what other people think about what I'm doing. This is what prompts me. I love what you said, baby. That's really one of the beautiful things I love about you is your honesty. And you really, really inspired me. To re, you know, when you wrote this thing, this 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 plan, the, the, the plans that God has shown you, it really was remarkable. I'm just reading it because I post it to people on Twitter, you know, all the other places and stuff like that, because people need to see that this is what it's really all about. Because I see what you went through, and I see what you are still going. As you learn more about biblical, uh, uh, being a biblical wife. Um, but let's get into something here that a lot of people don't know. 
I'm going to give you the backstory of this, you know, so you guys understand here what my wife is saying. You know, my wife wrote a post. She started in August in her blog, you know, and we will give you all the information on the on her blog in a little while so you can read for yourself. But she did a post, and she did six parts of it because it's really in, in, interesting about what all the things that was being said. And... um. I was very, very intrigued because she literally dig deep into this, especially Genesis chapter 2, verse 18, and mainly because Genesis chapter 2, verse 18 is a very key element on what does that mean, and a lot of people think help meet as something cliche in the, in the day uh, we're living in today. You know, back to what she was, uh, what, what uh, Tawana was saying, what my wife was saying is about, you know, that today when we hear the word submission, they just cringe. I mean, I hear when we talk about submission and when you hear women, especially wives, who been married for years, hear the word submission. A lot of them cringe. And they cringe like, Why? Why, why, why do I have to submit to this man? But in God's eyes, it's a different kind of persona because if you are a biblical wife, not a good one, a biblical, godly wife, this is the order God has set before. Now, Genesis chapter 2, verse 18, if we read it here in the King James Version, it says here, that um that um that and, and the Lord God said it's not good that a man should be alone. I will make him a help me for him. The first thing that God calls a wife to do is to be to help me. Okay? So I want my wife to start this uh I want to want to start displaying what that is. The first thing that God has called wives to do. So, this is going to explain what it is a help me. What is it? I mean... Well, let's just go to the Word. And I'm going to read this from the King James Version. It says, in Genesis chapter 2, verse 18, And the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him and help meet for him. Now, I looked this up in the Strong's Concordance. And help me is H5828. That means it's Hebrew. Mm -hmm. The H. Okay. And it's the word Ezer. Mm -hmm. I think that's how you pronounce yeah, it. Yeah, Ezer. Yeah, absolutely. And this and Ezer means a help, aid, or helper. Mm -hmm. So this is what a godly wife is to be to her husband. That's, that's what the scripture is saying. And this is what I'm continually growing and striving to be myself. As I mature with the help of the Holy Spirit. So let me ask you this here, uh, baby, about about that that various thing about help me. This is the first thing that God has called for a godly wife to be. When when you hear the thing said, and the Lord says, "It's not good that a man should be alone. I will make him a help meet for him." What does that um, 
going into your mind when you see that that you are helping your husband? Well, I looked up some other translations to see what other words were used in the scripture. And I know in the New King James Version, it says, I will make him a helper comparable to him. Mm. In, the, in the Amplified, it says that a helper is one who balances him, a counterpart who is suitable, adapted, complementary. In the, uh, in the ESV, it says a helper that's fit for him. Mm. And the New American Standard Bible says a helper suitable for him. You know, I saw that when I was reading this the first time. And the second, third, fourth time. But mainly the first time when I saw that. Let's go into the New King James Version here for a second. A helper comparable to him. Now, a lot of people will say in the world, <laughs> I'm just going out here with say on the limb, comparable means that he got to be almost like her or to be identical like them. It's not what the Bible says here. Am I right? Hmm. Well, there's some other scriptures to back up what this is saying, too. So and, and maybe it'll shed a little bit more light on that thought. Mm hmm. So I looked up some cross references and here are some other scriptures that I came that I came across. Mm -hmm. Proverbs chapter 18 verse 22. Again, I'm reading from the King James Version. And it says, Whoso findeth a wife findeth a good thing and obtaineth favor of the Lord. Mm. Okay. So a good thing. Yeah. Good thing. What is that to a husband? I mean, she's Does a husband understand what a good thing when he when he finds it? Oh yeah, well I hope he do. I know with me, I found. Now, I call it a great thing. I mean, God has blessed me with you in my life, and when He came in my life, it was a great. It was a good thing. It was a very good thing, and the main reason why it's a good thing to me that you in my life to uh, because you. Not only because you become my wife, you helped me. I mean, to be honest, you know, when we met, we wasn't, you no, know, we was like two different worlds. But then at the same time, we ended up becoming more comparable. I mean, you helped me in a lot of ways. So much that I cannot describe on this broadcast. It will be two, it will be almost three or four hours of talking about how much you helped me. It's still not going to be enough. But into the same thing that we know we went no as a married couple you has no you helped me in so much that is unbelievable so well, I know that you know when we met each other and got married we had both grow grew up going to church but you no know, like i had said earlier in the broadcast that you know i did not know i wasn't saved i mean i had been baptized and all of that but as for as salvation being explained to me for what it really is I couldn't. I can't say that I knew that, and so it wasn't until after I became an adult, a married adult, and <clears throat> once we started to, you know, when we started going to church, a different church, and we started hearing what salvation was, it dawned on me that no, I had never done all those steps, like you know, repented and you know of my sins and you know confessed, you know, from my you know mouth 
that Jesus Christ is Lord, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and allow him to come into my heart. You know, I was trying to live a life of being a good person all those years. And no wonder I was so frustrated. <laughs> I didn't know what salvation was at all. So, yeah, I, I didn't know I really needed to be saved. Yeah. So, yeah, that's no, that, that wasn't until after we had gotten married. You know, we had been married, I guess, six months before I even had had first heard about you know true salvation you know that's so yeah of course i wasn't going to be able to be a better wife and i didn't even know even know how to be saved (laughs) you know it's so amazing that you said that because um salvation is one of those things that a lot of people don't really understand to really get the godly aspect of who god is you got to be saved i mean that's and you can't you know no woman is going to be able to carry out these roles biblically without Mm -hmm. being saved that is a very important thing that i want to stress is that these things are for the christian wife this is this this is not for women of the world Mm -hmm. they need christ first before they can do any of this because they're not going to understand the whys behind it Mm -hmm. they're going to be angry repulsed and everything they're going to just be hostile against all these things that we're we're talking about here because they're not going to be able to understand that they're spiritually dead mm-hmm. so these things don't apply to them mm-hmm. amen it's just not going to make sense for them to do it but for the woman who says that she is a woman of god that she has you know you know chosen to uh live her life for christ well she it's it's going it's this is for her Amen. And she needs to understand that she is supposed to be different. She's supposed to be doing this thing different. Right. Because we have a sick, dying world out here that needs hope. Amen. And we're supposed to be the light. Yeah. But you can't be the light if you're trying to be like the world. You cannot wow. be like the world. Thank you. Thank you that we bring that up because you have so many uh, self-help books out here. They're trying to like cover up the... The, the actual womb. I've been there and done that. No self-help books did not help me. <laughs> <laughs> they did not help. They pretty much frustrated me because it, it, a lot of it, you know, after I would read those books and I would try so hard to do those things and just so many attempts, failed attempts of trying to be what I was, you know, those things that I was reading, I just kept feeling like I was coming up short and failing and it really wasn't helping me because I just kept feeling like I can't do this. I must be doing something wrong because I'm not getting the desired result. Right. And I mean, it would leave me in tears a lot of times because I was like, Lord, I can't do this. I can't be this wife, you know, because I'm having all these problems with my husband and things are not getting better. These, this is, I was just like, I'm not reading any more books. I'm not doing, (laughs) I just couldn't do it anymore because I just kept feeling empty and hopeless at the end. Those self-help books did not help with these 10 and 12 steps to a better marriage or whatever they were offering. It was, it was, it just didn't help. Amen. It left me frustrated. And you know, that's, I noticed the the frustration you had. I, I, I was, I with, with, I was and it you. wasn't like I wasn't trying, because you know me. Yeah, I will, you know, you if I'm try. learning something, I'm going to put all of my heart and effort into it. That's just me. Yeah, I know. But it, it just wasn't panning out the way, in my mind, the way it was supposed to look. It wasn't. And, you know, that's really sad, because I think this is... It, it, I'm not saying it's a disservice to everyone, but to the point of you want to mature. 
Well, it left me feeling like a failure. Mm. I felt like a failure. Really? Yeah, I felt like something was literally wrong with me because I couldn't get that desired result. Yeah, I think it's, 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 it's all... I started to understand that more because I know I read a lot of books myself and it didn't really help me as well as a, as a husband. And um, I didn't want to really, really be honest with you. I'm like, man, look, <laughs> this is a guy trying to tell me how to live my life. Well, then most of the books, you know, for marriage were written to women and for women anyway. So a lot of husbands don't even believe that they can find any help for themselves in those books, you know, so. Yeah, I noticed that because it, it, it's, yeah, because, um, yeah, I sit here thinking about Even the now. ones that say it's for married couples, it still seems like a lot of the information is more helpful to the women because the men just can't, even, a lot of men just, they don't even see how it applies to them. At least that's what I've heard. Well, a lot I'm, of men, they, they've said that. Well, I'm going to be a witness. That's probably why they, they yeah. you know, men like you didn't even, you know, you just turned off by those books and things. Yeah, because of the way it was doing. It was pretty much, I'm going to be honest with you, um, some of the books. Now, don't get me wrong, I read books, but a lot of the books, especially for married couples, is mainly in some of those books, it was mainly talking, it was talking directly to the woman. And some of them was a kind of like, well, the woman need to do this, or the woman need to do that. But for a man, it makes us look like, well, this is the problem. <laughs> and, and this is why you need to do this, or this is the result of what happens if you don't. And they don't really give real, real life solutions for men. And, but, but, but for us, for a woman, it's more like, you don't, if, this is a 10 point uh, step program here. And I think it was pretty like a. It's kind of like those, you know, conferences they have too. Yeah. You know, they're like, you know, if you come to this conference, I guarantee you your marriage is gonna be better. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> been there, done that, and that doesn't work either. It's, it's like, too. you know, we don't need to keep on coming up with these steps, and and different things. We just need to get back to the word, and yeah. and people need to really, you know, come alongside like a, a more mature woman needs to come along and help the younger women and the more mature man spiritually needs to come along and help the younger men because until you for some people until you actually can see the example right before your eyes you know mm -hmm. you can see the person living it out and the the practical applications it just people just don't understand just because of reading some steps and even me, I kept reading the scriptures about you no know, different you no know, things that a wife is supposed to do, but something just wasn't clicking still. Mm -hmm. And I kept praying and praying and praying, you no know, Lord help me to understand, help me do these things and but it kept going back to me just trying to be a good wife. Mm-hmm. Right. And I will keep saying that I was trying to be a good wife. Right. Because I didn't understand I needed to be a godly wife. I yeah. need. I ne I was a woman in need of learning what biblical womanhood looked like. Right. And I ain't talking about blessed and highly favored, holier than thou. None of that. I'm not talking about that. Mm -hmm. Because even acting like that can be very repulsive to a husband who's struggling in sin. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with a wife, you know, getting saved before her husband. Yeah. Because she, you know, she will be. You know, have a you know upper hand in being more you know spiritually mature. If she's you know walking with God daily, you know she's going to be more spiritually mature than her husband. 
you know, who who is not saved or he's not, you know, you know, walking his salvation out daily. Yeah, she's she may become more spiritually mature, but even in that, she can kind of throw it in his. He can feel like it's kind of thrown in his face too. Yeah. And it's because of the the way she's in her attitude and the way she's going about things every day, you know, in pertaining to how she's dealing with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's not helpful at all. And so when, you know, going to the scriptures and stuff and just reading about these different, you know, ways as a wife is supposed to be biblically, it sheds a whole, it sheds some light on that whole thing because... You know, I was really missing that. And I know a lot of women are really missing it. They, they 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 read the word and they think that they're doing all these things and they are still missing it. Mm-hmm. They're still missing it because it's like you get to a point where you 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 think you're so spiritual. You you, you become so spiritually uppity, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you can become very uppity spiritually, thinking that I got all this wisdom and knowledge. And then you start looking at him, you're thinking, well, you know, he just needs this, 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 he got a problem. Right. You're not being his helper. Mm. You're not being his helper by acting like that. That is not what God told you to do. Right. Now you're playing Miss Holy Spirit. <laughs> and you were not called to do that. A lot of women right. think that they're just helping their husbands. Mm-hmm. That's not help. Yeah. Because... Who in your life had to do that to you? Amen. A wife doesn't think about that. Does somebody have to come around nagging at you and do all these things to get you to act a certain way? Yeah. Right. You're right. I know that for me, getting set, when I got saved, it wasn't because someone nagged me to death. Right. To get my life right with God. That's right. not how that happened. That's right. That's so right. wives need to really check their attitude and how they look at their husbands and how they act around them because that right there is going to be key to, to um, and I, whether or not you will have a uh, biblical healthy marriage. I gl- and I did not say perfect. I know a lot that, of people uh, looking for perfection. Right. I know that. And they looking uh, at other people who look like they have good marriages and they're trying so hard to, to, to get that. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was doing. I'm looking at these marriages like, oh, man, that is a blessing. You know, that, that they have such peace. And look at how happy they are. You don't know what's going on with people behind their closed doors. Because a lot of the people who I thought were happy and I thought, you know, wow, it's just their, their relationship is so blessed. Then all of a sudden something hit the fan and all, and then here they go getting a divorce. And I'm like, wait a minute, what happened? Mm -hmm. I thought that, you know, things were different. Right. And it's like, I kept seeing that over and over and over again. And I'm just like, wow. And that just like, just created a sinking feeling inside of me. Mm. You know, it's like, wow, there's, if if they can't even make it, where's the hope? It's amazing you say that because this is something you said. I love this part here about, what you said here, we'll talk about a couple of scriptures here in a second, but this part here is really powerful. The notes, what you put on here. It says, do you notice in the scriptures, it does not say anything about a wife, her a wife, no, uh, her completing, her husband. Now, key word you say is completing. I know something here that a lot of, and we're going to talk about this in more detail in just a second here, but... This word, when you said completing a, a, a person, a lot of times 
in, in, in evil churches, especially in the church, a lot of wives try to complete their husband. They, they never said that in the word of, of a wife supposed to complete a husband. Give it, in this, this context here, can you elaborate a little bit more about the completing part? Why is it's misleading? Well, when I wrote that, I was thinking about the fact that in the world, people are looking for their soulmate. And they're looking for that one person that completes them. It's like whatever is missing and broken in them, This other there is this other person out there that they have that part that is going to you know once they meet them and they're married to them it's they're, they're going to feel complete like a whole person and while the wife compliments the husband and their relationship together you know it's, it, it you know it can become a very beautiful thing but the thing is is that god is the one that completes us because right. if you're looking for someone to complete you to make you feel whole now we're talking about another person here who is, you know, has been a sinner themselves, and even after salvation, you know, people are still going to do things that um, will disappoint you, and so you're going to be looking at this person like, okay, so this person completes me, and you think that they're going to be uh, perfect and never let you down, and they're they're not going to uh, hurt your feelings, and you know, just whatever. Mm-hmm. And so you're putting so much pressure on the person without you even realizing it. Wow. Because that person cannot do what only God can do. God is the one that comes in and completes us. Amen. Amen. You said it perfectly on here. That's why I was reading here. That's why, it, 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 and, and to think otherwise is false and worldly thinking. That's another key element you said here that's yeah. really enriched the whole emphasis of that because... You know, as a husband, I'm going to be honest, when you hear that a wife's supposed to complete the husband, it does make that man look like he's, something's wrong with me. I mean, seriously, a lot of men do think this way. It's something really wrong with me that my wife got to complete me. And some guys be rebellious towards God, not to even want to hear God through his wife because he thinks that, She's being his mother. And some guys don't like to be mother. And I don't think that a wife is called to mother their husband. It's there to help her, her husband. So let me ask you this. And this is really a key point here. I love what you said about this complete. Do you, when you see this in the church, because I know there's a lot of women don't understand that you don't need to be that Holy Spirit for him. Because that's basically what it is. Well, it wasn't about as far as being the Holy... The completing is not the being His Holy Spirit. What I mean is that think about the love songs. Mm -hmm. And men and women have this problem wanting to find someone to complete them. Mm -hmm. So think about all the worldly love songs out there. Absolutely. And they, they're talking about this one person that comes in and mm -hmm. completes them. Right. So it's like... But, you, but it's like... At what point do you need God? Yeah. Because people can't do what God can do. That's right. People can't fill that hole up completely in your heart. No. They can't. Because they can't even do it for themselves. So how can <laughs> they do that for you? That's amazing. 
It's amazing. So that's what I was thinking about when I was thinking about the completing is that this person can't fulfill your every desire and need. They just can't. No man can do that for a woman. No woman can do that for a man. That's right. And that's why you have to, you know, go back to scripture and know how to fulfill those godly roles. Amen. You're right. I, 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 I would say like this. Because that's the help that we really need is in the fulfillment of the roles. Yeah. But for the most part, there's no person on the face of this earth that can complete us. Only God can do that. Amen. Only God can be everything that we need. It's so it's it's so sad that we depend in, in our earthly, worldly mind without the renewing of the mind. Go back to Romans chapter uh two. I mean, I mean chapter twelve, verse two, I'm sorry. People miss that point about that they so hyper hyper focused on the world to do something that God. It's like they replace God. Yeah, that's what it is. You're replacing people with God. Right. And God is the one creator, not people. We are channels. And when when you become a God or an idol, yes, yeah, idol what, worship. That's mm. that's what it boils down to. It's <laughs> idol worship. And that's been and that's what's going on. And we get so hyperventilated when the idol don't fulfill this need. Fulfill the need that you want them to fulfill. Yeah. And we all guilty of it. And and um here's the thing so amazing. I love what you said here. Um, and I love this here that you got the, you know, you challenge, you know, I, will, I challenge you to first pray for God to lead you to his truth on this matter. And then next we will, next with an open heart and mind, feel, fully search God's word, the scriptures about this. Once, you know, once you make your mind about die to myself, submit to and accept God's will on this. You you was able to understand what he was calling you to do. Let me ask you this. And I love your response to this. This is a powerful response. When you was challenged to understand that you could not complete me. That you wasn't called to complete me. And you knew that God is the one that had to complete. But you know your role as that. You helping me to become more what God called me to be because you are here to serve God, right? You you obey and you love your father, you serve him, you know, to do your role as a godly uh, as a godly wife. But also, too, you understand your role is that you helping me to fulfill God's role. Do you think in the way that we see things today, when you hear people who always say, I'm here to fulfill my role but not fulfill God's role. What do you think about that? Because sometimes we get so complacent in thinking that we want to fulfill a role but it's not God leading role into the whole matter. What do you think about that? Well, you know, thinking about what I wrote here about no, no, someone completing you. I guess my thoughts was more going in the fact that, you know, back to what I was saying about women, you know, in general, we looking for a man to complete us. So my thoughts was kind of going in that direction that, you know, we will not necessarily uh, 
walk in our world as a help meet because of you no know, one of the reasons is that we don't feel like our husbands are uh, completing us. Mm-hmm. And so when I was thinking about that, you know, I, I stuck that in there because I really wanted the wife to think about the fact you shouldn't be dwelling on your husband completing you. Mm-hmm. That right there in itself is going to affect you. You know, walking in your role as a help me to him because you're looking at what he's supposed to be doing for you. Right. And so, I mean, come on, like if you're if you're a broken woman, you struggle with, say, uh, low Mm self-esteem and you're looking for your husband to do everything to make you feel better. Well, he's doing everything that possibly that he thinks that he can do, but he can't he can't take that out of you. Right. You see, that's something that you and God are going to have to work on. And I know that firsthand as a woman myself who struggled with low self-esteem. You know, you couldn't tell me I was beautiful enough. You just couldn't say or do do enough things for me to get that feeling out of me. That was something I needed God for. Wow. I needed God. I needed my identity to be in God, to see myself the way God sees me. So it wasn't anything that you could do to make me feel more worthy or better. Right. N- no matter how hard you try. Yeah. And, and even and me, even there were times, you know, where you would say or do things that hurt me really, really bad. And that would play more, uh, really play heavily into how I felt because that's how we women do. We go inward, mm-hmm. you know, anytime, you know, our husbands may, you know, do something against us. Mm-hmm. And hurt us. We go inward. We're thinking we're not beautiful enough. We're not this, not that. We we just we struggle with that. Mm-hmm. But really, he can't come in and fix that inside of you because that was something that was a problem with me before we even met. Right. So I brought that with me into our marriage. I talked to you about it a little bit, but I didn't talk to you about it in depth. It just took you no know, time over the years for me to. You know, talk about it and explain it more and more and more. But there was just really just not anything that you really could do to take that away from me. I needed to go to God. So God had to complete me. Meaning that I had to go to scripture, look at the things that he says about me. Mm-hmm. And I need to believe that. Amen. So I'm identifying myself, you know, through, you know, the billboards and, you know, the the pretty women and the women who's got all the talents. And I'm constantly comparing myself because, like I said, when I when we when I came, when I met you, I had low Mm self-esteem. I didn't show it, but it was there. And so, yes, you would say, you know, that I was beautiful and you would you would say all the right things. And I liked it. And it helped a little bit, but it didn't cure me. Mm. It did not cure me. And so there was this like this continuous vicious cycle over, over g- going in, in, in my mind, you know, as problems sprung up in our marriage, the things we were going through. Mm-hmm. I just felt worse and worse and worse mm. until I realized that it, this is Satan. He's, he, he sees this weakness in me and he's really, really, really playing this thing. Yeah, believe me, Satan is a cobra of everything that has struck a chord in our family so much 
only way we could do is that once we surrender to uh, to God, you know, to Christ and make him the center of everything, that's what changed everything. I mean, to really be honest, you know, having God in our marriage, it was the it's, it was vile. And I'm not just saying it as religiously. I'm saying it as truly biblical because even as me, and you know a lot of guys, you know my story, Whereas for me, you got to have God in it. Yeah. I I don't I don't I don't see no more. You know, you you people follow so many people, and they try to mimic people. Yeah. And when you see that, you like, where is God in it? And that's one of the things that 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 hungers me, and thirst for what well, Father God show me what you say in your word about this. I don't understand what it means to be a godly husband. And God showed me. And it still showed me. I'm still learning. I'm still trying to. Uh, I'm still trying to understand. I have to die to myself. And see, that's the thing we got, we don't do enough of. It's die to self. Okay, let's talk about this cross-reference here of Genesis chapter 2, verse 8 here, of right here. Let's go ahead and talk a little bit more about this here, okay? Genesis 2, 18. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, let's look at Proverbs chapter 31, verse 11. Mm-hmm. And it says, The heart of her husband doth safely trust in her, so that he shall have no need of spoil. Wow. That's deep. Tell me something about that. What do you think, what do you think about that more in, in terms of that? Well, I would say that as a wife, I was thinking about, you know, you know, back in, you know, before, you know, I had written this and some years ago, I was thinking that, you know, well, I'm a trustworthy and loyal wife. My husband knows he can trust me. But then there were times in our marriage where, I mean, you see, of course, you said from your mouth that you could trust me, but your actions was not showing that you trust me, you know, because we had problems, you know, with, um, you not being truthful about things and you know I would question like no I'm not giving him a reason not to you know tell me the truth and and why would he be that way and so you know I really just wasn't understanding you know the the struggles your own struggles that you were going through and so when I sit here and think about you know that um you your heart safely trusted me I didn't realize that some of my actions the way I would react to things was causing you to feel like, you know, well, maybe I can't share this with her because you were pretty much afraid of how I was going to react to stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, we, you know, most people would think that, well, I mean, you're a grown man. You should, you know, man up and know better than to do that. But, I mean, come on, how many husbands struggle with, you know, being open with their wife? I would say And it's that. because of, their, you know, of how they act. And so a woman being a help me that's one of the things she needs to come to understand how to help, you know, and she doesn't want to do anything that is going to cause him to feel like, you know, the way he would react to his mother, you know, when he was a little child, you know, how he, cause you know, he could be struggling in that area to grow spiritually and he's just going to need some more time to grow. And so, but for right now, he's, that's just the way he's reacting. Mm. Because it's, it's it's taking him back in his mind to, I remember when my mom used to get on to me about stuff. He does. 
And it, so I did not understand. I didn't. I didn't understand that. And so some of the things, the way I would uh, question you or look at you, you know, I did not understand that it was really counterproductive to me being a helpmeet. That there were certain things that I needed to do in order to be that safe place for you to be able to be open and share with me. Yeah. You know, and so happily to say now that um, we are past that, you know, you are able to, you know, share with me and be open with me. And we don't struggle with the, you know, you hiding and, and, and lying to me about things and stuff like that. I mean, I'm happy that we are in a better place because before <laughs> I just couldn't stand. That. I was just like, why is he like this? What am I doing? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was, yeah, I was riding to the core, but thanks be to God on the fact that when you said that, you know, my heart wasn't, was a really, I was really, really open to open my heart to you on the matter because of those struggles I was going through. And secondly, all it was that, you know, when you came from an environment that literally didn't give you the, the room to open to be open and you did open up but they they violate it and it's hard to trust anyone but when you realize when you have christ as god as god in your life and christ is leading that's when you realize that you could really assure that if your spouse is in christ themselves that you could trust them because you trust god in them that's what really came to the point of of us is that God had to show me that you could if you could trust me you could trust my daughter. That's what he told me. And once he told me that, in 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 the light of knowing that that was the hardest thing to do is to let go and let him do the work in me to really learn to trust. That's when we I realized that you know I could I could put my heart. And trust you. Yeah. Because I remember you sharing with me before that it came down to the point that it would be that you were thinking you didn't know what I was going to say or what I was going to do. Um, maybe I would leave you. I mean, it was just all kind of thoughts was running through your head and you were in panic mode, mm -hmm. you know, a lot because here you know that you're this imperfect being and you saw me striving very hard to grow and mature in my own life in Christ and it was intimidating to you. Yeah, it was. And so you you kept constantly feeling like you didn't measure up and and I couldn't under you know, I just didn't understand that that's what you were going through. Mm -hmm. You know, I kept constantly asking you why are you like this? Why would you do this? You know, I'm trying the hardest I can and you just never could explain to me why you never given you had never even get to a point of giving me an answer you just you know you just kept being that way and you then you would say you were sorry and I'm like if you're sorry then why do you keep doing these things and mm -hmm. you know haven't I proven myself enough and so you know like I said it wasn't until after we got through we had to just go through a healing process for you to even get to the point of being able to open up to me and just just talk to me because maybe you didn't understand yourself why you were like that anyway right you know but um now you now that you're on the other side of that you do understand why you were like that and so you know as god was you know 
helping me to see, you know, my role as a wife and how I could help, you know, and I, I didn't know any of this stuff because no, no, no woman had told me. I didn't have an older woman in my life to explain these things. The only thing that I kept hearing, men are like this and they're like that and just a lot of negative things. And so there's this, ex, uh, this expectancy um, that a good man would act a certain way. Mm -hmm. Well, here I am now striving to be a godly wife. I'm like, I don't want a good husband. I don't want a good man. I don't want my husband to try to strive to be good. He's already proven that he can't be good. <laughs> no, I just, no, 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 I'll but, just mess with you. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. But I realized that in my heart what I was desiring was a godly man. Amen. I was I was I was desiring my heart's desire was to see you to grow in God so that you didn't have to be a good man, but you would be a godly husband. Amen. And I knew that the only way for that to happen was for you to understand your role biblically the way I was trying to understand my role biblically as a wife. Amen. But I couldn't pressure you to get to that point. There was nothing that I was, I couldn't nag you there. I couldn't, you know, urge you there. I couldn't do any of that. I had to play my role out differently and, and it was, it was, I mean, the process was, totally different from what I had been doing in the earlier years. You know, I mean, it, it required more of me to pray, more of me looking at myself and my relationship with God. I had to stop focusing on, you know, things that you weren't doing. You know, I'm looking at other men and seeing how they are testifying about how they grew in God. I couldn't look at you that way because mm -hmm. that wasn't me being a help me to you by looking at you that way. Because then what ends up happening with a lot of wives is that when they're looking at it, their husbands like that, they have this high expectation and they are then they're not they're they're not extending any grace to their husband and they are not even looking at the fact that, you know, look at what it took for you uh -huh. to get to your place of, of, of growing and maturing. Yeah. You are thinking too highly of yourself right now. Yeah. I'm glad I, I, you are I'm, you are moving into these dangerous territories with your husband. Wow. Because you know, like the scripture was saying, his his uh, heart safely trusts in her. Mm -hmm. Well, your heart was not, you, you said you were trusting me, but your heart was not safely trusting in me because this stuff was in the way. Yeah. It was in the way you weren't trusting me because if you trust me, it would have shown. You True. know, you would have been able to share with me what was going on with you instead of hiding it feeling like you know well i can't do this because she'll think this of me or she may do that no you weren't safely trusting me right and that hit home with me that that really hit me in my heart that he does not trust me wow. and it's not because i'm not loyal enough as a wife and i'm just a bad wife and not doing you know good wife things but it was just that you know on a spiritual level he doesn't trust me because this man is hurting. He is hurting. He needs the love of Christ. It's so much that he doesn't understand. And, you know, a lot of women, they want to look outside of the home in areas where they could be ministering to others. Yeah. But your marriage is your first ministry. Right. And you got this hurting husband here. He needs ministering to. And I know one thing I had to realize is that 
I had to shut out the world and, and, and everybody else and what they thought. Friends, family, everybody. I can't be concerned with what they think about what I'm doing right now. This is my ministry right here. Because this marriage is not about me and my happiness. This is about God's will. Amen. And so that's what it boiled down to. I had to get to the point of realizing that I want to work with God instead of against him in this thing. Because this, this is about him. Amen. This is about him. And so that's what it boiled down to me for is I had to look at you the way God saw you is a man who was hurting. It wasn't because it was my fault. Right. Absolutely. Let's, let's clear I used up. I used to uh, look at it that way <clears throat> that I didn't do what I needed to do or, you know, question what's wrong with me and right. things like that. But it wasn't anything like that. It was that you needed my help. The woman that wow. you fell in love with, you needed her help. I needed to be the one person that you could count on to be there and stick with you, stick with you, you know, to the end, no matter what. Yeah. And somebody to, you know, you didn't, you didn't have any hope for yourself. And of course I couldn't come in and have faith for you. I could, I could, I could believe for myself, my, have my own faith and, and trust and believe God and go to him and pray that everything would be okay. But I couldn't. You couldn't ride on my curtail, my faith curtail. You had to have your own. And so I had to pray for you to get there. Yeah. But I had to look at the things that you were struggling with. I couldn't just like take stuff personal when you re react a certain way. I had to just go to God. I had to know that, you know, this man's not able to show me that he loves me right now. But I know God loves me. And that's what's, what's the most important thing right now. That's what's important right now. I said the reason why he can't. My husband can't really show me the love that I think I deserve for him to show me. The reason why he can't show me that right now is because he doesn't know how. But then when I, you know, as I started to grow and mature more, I, I realized that there you were showing me that you love me in your own way, in ways that you knew how. And I had to be thankful and grateful for those things. Right. You know, I couldn't just look at how you were missing the mark. I couldn't look at, you know, your faults and things like that. That's not what you needed. Amen. You didn't need me to keep looking at what was wrong with you. You had enough people in the world looking at that. Yeah. Yeah, I did. So, yeah. And so, you know, as I, you know, ended this uh, section of the series, I had, a, I did a follow up which um, listed like ways that a wife could be a help me because like I said, I struggled with the practical everyday ways of what it looked like to be a help meet. Cause it, it just really just was bothering me that, okay, I thought I was being a help me, but maybe I don't understand what that looks like. What am I, what is, well, what is a wife supposed to be doing on a day to day basis that's showing, you know, God and showing her husband that she is there to help because maybe I'm missing something here. Mm -hmm. That's the question that was going on in my mind. I must be missing something here because like I said, a lot of women think they're doing things mm -hmm. and could be totally missing it. And I was missing it. I didn't realize I was missing it. 
Yeah. There were ways I had to sit and talk with you and ask you some questions. Yeah, I remember those. And, you know, and a husband can tell his wife how he needs her help. I mean, it may be a few things. And, you know, as he grows in the Lord, he may be able to come up with more things. But you were telling me, even, even in the years when you weren't saved, you were telling me how you needed help. I just wasn't hearing it because all I was looking at is the fact that you needed to get saved. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's all I was looking at. Right. And so that was clouding my thinking. I'm so proud of you in so many ways. You just don't know that, you know, just hearing you saying those things is touching my heart. That's why I could trust you so much now because, you know, that that is entirely is a huge mark. I don't know how many people are listening on the on on this broadcast, but I know a lot of people here are probably wondering what is it that you, that has to be the pinnacle the pinnacle of to really make this marriage work and you brought in some things that you know they it, it helped us you know the things that you you went through it helped us um a lot of people we don't know but i, I pray that through this whole series that we are going through will help a little bit that you going into the word these are the points, these are the things that my wife went through. These are the things my wife encountered and learned. It's just not, it's, it was for her to know these things. But it's so practical things that any woman, any wife could go and learn. Because it's mainly from God's word. It's not her point of view. It's not her opinion. It's from God's word. Let's continue on here with this we'll about uh, the second uh, cross-reference here. In Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 19 to 11. It says, Two are better than one, because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow, but woe to him that is alone when he falleth, for he hath not another to help him up. Again, if two lie together, then they have heat, but how can one be warm alone? This here, when I read this in the New King James Version, and I'm going to go into here in the New King James because it's very, very critical. When I, re when I read this in the New King James Version of it, I was more like, wow. And I'm going to read this too, and we're going to explain a little bit, and we'll, you know, I want to bring and uh, amplify here it says here in verse 9 star verse 9 says two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor for if they fall one who live up his companion but woe to him who is alone when he falls for he has no one to help him again if two lie down together they will keep warm but how can one be, uh, be warm alone if it's a little bit it's the same thing but if you look at it in the amplify and we'll go into here in a minute it's the it's a whole lot different here and here he is and it says here that two are better than one because they have a good more satisfying reward the keyword more satisfying reward for their labor but if 
they fall, one will be lifted up his fellow. But woe to him who is alone when he falls and he has not any another to lift him up. Again, if two lie down, they then they have warmth. But how can one be warm alone? If you look at the thing in verse 9, it says more satisfying. Good is it's good to have another person that's there for you. And as a help uh help me, that person is there for you. I'm I'm talking to men here a little bit because a lot of men, I've been hearing this all over, and baby, this is true. Barbershops, you name it. I don't know. The, the women always want to tell me what to do. No. Women don't, is not called to tell another man what to do. And besides, if she does, she's not doing things biblically. That's the truth to be told. Second of all, a, a godly woman will do exactly what God tells her to do. But she's there to help you as a husband so the key element is that she she got to be married both of them got to be married that's key number one the second key is that not only be married but you gotta understand that god had to be the middle of everything which that goes to our other part here but i want to focus on the satisfying more satisfying reward for their labor that means that you are going to be working this marriage. Like you said, it's a ministry. So let me ask you this question here. What do you think when you, when you see that it's good for to help that per, help your husband, to help him to, to do God's role? What does that in, in, in practicality, what that means as a help me to, do, to help him do his role? Okay, well, um, I had wrote a list of things on a follow-up post of different ways, some examples of how a wife can help her be a helper, help me to her husband. Because I had to ask you, you know, for some pointers too, you know, as a man. And then I searched up some more things, you know, of, of some other things that um, other people had said. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, before I even hit the publish on the post... I had to ask you to read it to see if you agreed with it because I you know, wanted to get a man's perspective of what he needs from his wife. Mm -hmm. And so here are some practical ways that a wife can be her husband's help me. One is support her husband in what he believes that he's called to do, which would be his vision. Mm -hmm. Another way is to adapt herself to his calling and endeavors in his life. Amen. Another wow. one, show support for his vision by using her God-given gifts and skills and abilities to help him in the ways that he needs it. Another one, show him that she is loyal to his wishes, his goals, and standards for their family. He needs her to believe in him. Mm. Another way, she should honor his leadership. She must learn to trust God when she observes weakness in him too amen wow she mm. another one she should follow his lead without grumbling criticizing and second guessing his decisions <laughs> oh that's gonna be good yeah i struggled with that one <laughs> a lot through the years 
Oh, wow. Um, another one, she should line up her priorities with his vision for their family. Amen. Another one, she should assist him with tasks when he needs her help. Wow. Another one, he needs her to encourage and pray for him when he or they are going through tough times. Yeah. This is not the time to play ga- to play the blame shift game. Amen. So I know uh, as a wife, that's a hard thing because a lot of times when stuff is going on in your lives and in your family, she wants to look at what he didn't do or what he should have done. Well, that's not the time Amen. to go there. That's not being a help me to him by blaming him for the problems. Ooh, wow. He don't he don't <laughs> he already feels bad. He don't need that. Amen. Wow. Another thing um she should be enthusiastic, express confidence in him and praise his achievements, which is being his cheerleader. Amen. Because I know that, you know, when we're dating you guys, we're not criticizing you. We're cheer. We're, we're being a cheerleader for every little ideal that you have. I know that when we were dating, you used to share all kinds of things with me that you wanted to do. Yeah, I did. And I would just be standing there beside you and like, oh, that sounds so great, <laughs> you know. And I, I never said anything bad about what you wanted to do. Amen. Funny how when we get married, that changes, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It does. I didn't even realize that I had that I had changed. You know, from from being that cheerleader to questioning and everything, I didn't even realize that, that that had changed after we got married. Wow. Yeah. The next thing, um, she should try to create a home environment where he can relax and enjoy life. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I'm saying that I'm saying this, Amen, for one reason. It's a lot, of guys. I hear talk about this a lot, saying, "Man, I want to at least come home." Well, you no, know, I already fought, fought people of the world all day long. Then I got to come home, mm-hmm. and now I got to deal with this fight at home. I don't want to deal with this fight at home because she's not showing that, look, baby, I appreciate what you have done. Mm-hmm. I mean, but even some guys, they don't bring that environment to his wife to bring that sometime. But it's both it's both counters. Man, man, you need to really show appreciation to your wife to take care of the home, and for wives to look at the fact that your um, your husband has is trying to slay the drag, if you want to say it, and knowing for a fact that he literally trying to to really do what he could do, and um, he needs that Julie, he needs her to bring make peace at home because I mean he he got he fights every day. And if he fights, and he fights for you. He's fight. He's not just thinking about him. He's thinking about you too. He's thinking about the kids. He's thinking about his his home because you got an enemy. You got Satan. He gonna try to kill, steal, and destroy. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what he was trying to do in our lives. But in the same time, it would be practical to look at the fact that you guys need to come together as one. So I. Yeah, it's it's. It's our sin nature. It's the reason why come we don't we're not able to see that correctly. Cause like a wife, you know, she could be going through a lot of things in her day herself. She probably had some situations that happened where she was frustrated, maybe with the kids or something not going right in some of her plans in the home. And so she thinks that when her husband comes home, she's ready to dump all that on him. 
But she forgot that, you know, he's had things happen with him, you know, all day long, too. Yeah. You know, he's been out there working and, you know, don't know what he had to encounter at work. You know, could have had some type of stressful situation happen with the boss or another co-worker or maybe on the commute back and forth, just whatever, mm-hmm. you know, could have happened. And so, you know, it, it, she just doesn't even consider that he may have had a stressful day, too. Yeah, was it, that's and so a, she's ready to just dump on him instead of let the man come home and, you know, breathe. unwind for a minute. <laughs> right. You know, get, just it's, it's a time for everything. Amen. And that's just not the time. I know with you, um, I had to learn that when you come home, you know, you, the, the, the first thing that you want to do after you tell us hello and everything, you want to immediately start talking about what happened that day. And so... You know, I had been hearing the opposite that, you know, most men, when they come home, they don't want to talk about anything. Well, that's not the kind of husband I have. My husband, he actually wants to talk about what happened with him all day. And that's a good thing that you want to talk to me. You know, I'm going to be that listening ear for you. Right. So I learned to, you know, if I had any concerns or anything, I just let that let that uh, wait for a little while and just let you talk because I'd rather you come home and talk to me. And then to feel like you can't talk to me and then you want to go talk to someone else. Well, I don't want to create that that kind of uh, atmosphere between us. Right. So instead of you being the husband that don't want no one to bother him or talk to him when he comes home, you want a li- you come home looking for a listening ear. And so that's what I provide for you. I'm glad you do but that. But then in return, you're always there for me when I need you. Yeah. You are because I've been there for you. Yeah, I mean, I love it when you come and you telling me what you know the things you have to go through, everything else, especially when you know you know you need help, and I love to help the fact, you know, I I wish sometimes I would, I'd be at home to make sure that 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 my 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 my, my queen, I call her my queen because she is my queen, that um that my queen needs help and the king my as as your your husband, your king coming in and help my queen. Yeah, yep. and I know that there have been many times where, like when you'll call me, you know, on your lunch break or and when you have, you know, a break or something like that, you just want to call and see how we're doing. And sometimes, you know, I may have had a frustrating thing happen to me or something like that. And I don't necessarily just, you know, say it right then and there when you call. Sometimes I'll just, like, hold it back and wait because I just want that time to just be... You know, a release time for us to just enjoy hearing from one another. So it's just like, you know, hey, how you doing? And, you know, I'm just happy that you called. And, you know, I want that to not get in the way of our love for each other. And so I just save those things for later because I just want it to be, you know, just like a little, you know, couple time. <laughs> talk about talk about something happy and good yeah. and, you know, make each other smile. And, yeah. you know, you may need me to uh, brighten your day at the moment, you know, because I don't know, you go through a lot of stuff at work. So the last thing you need is for me to just dump my load on you. I know you don't care about me doing that, but I just think that, you know, I want to save you from having to have one, one other thing on your mind. I want you to go ahead and just focus on what's going on with work and everything else can wait yeah that's that's you know, how I because i you you need you know you, you you don't need a lot of stuff on your mind uh so that's why i love you so much because of that reason 
Do I don't want you stewing over something and then you can't focus on what's going on at work. Right. So I do that on purpose so that, you know, to give you, you know, we don't need to give you more of a headache than you already got. So <laughs> we can wait. I mean, if it's something in an emergency, I'm not talking about if it's an emergency situation. I'm just talking about something right. that I know it can wait. Right. Right. And, that, and you know, so that's that's what I love about the practical. Do you have some more practical? I know you got some more there because it's, yeah, it's a, a couple more things here. Um Let's see, uh, we talked about creating a home environment where he can relax and enjoy life. Okay, another one would be, um, she should seek his counsel on spiritual matters. Uh, that was something that I had to learn because, you know, like I said, I was walking, I started walking with the Lord, you know, before you did. And right. so, it's not like I would come to you and ask you questions about spiritual matters because I'm, you know, beforehand i'm thinking okay well what can he tell me he's not working with the lord you know the guy lives his life <laughs> but right. that was not good because how am i helping you to come to the lord if i'm acting like that you know a lot of times wives are like you know my husband he doesn't want to read devotions and he don't want to read the bible and you know get involved with spiritual matters things like that well because you know for one thing, have you invited him? And I'm not saying make him feel bad for not reading the Bible and do devotions. I'm saying, like, for instance, just do you have conversations with him and, like, maybe, you know, say, honey, I would like to share this scripture with you. And then, you, and then, you know, would you like to hear it? And then he's like, yeah. So then you read it and you ask, well, what do you think about that? Right. I mean, what's wrong with doing that? Because that right there will help to pull you into, you know, starting to think about the things of God. Yeah. And I know that when I started doing that, coming and asking you questions, you started to like it. Yeah. And eventually you started reading the Bible. Yeah. Because I remember before I'm like, okay, well, what safe person doesn't want to read the Bible? You know, you didn't want to pick it up, don't want to read it. But it's like the more I started asking you questions and you started to see that I want your input, at some point you started wanting to open up the Bible and read for yourself. Yeah. Maybe it's because, you know, you saw that I was actually coming to you instead of looking at you as this person who don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. Maybe you felt disrespected in that sense that, oh, well, she can't learn nothing from me, you know. She got to learn from everybody else, and I don't know nothing. Yeah, I, I did felt that way at one point in my life, but I realized even from that standpoint, it wasn't your fault. You didn't know, but... When no, you, I didn't know. You didn't know. You didn't know, baby. But the thing was, what really was, they got me to see, see God. I'm glad you did invite me. Yeah, because I remember beforehand earlier in the marriage, I was hearing women say, well, you know, um, put scriptures under his pillow and stuff, you know, that he don't know and he's going to sleep on it and, you know, um, you know, would circle the bed and, you know, all these different <laughs> things. Put scriptures up on the, on the uh, bathroom mirror and they're telling you all this bad advice. You know, something that uh, an unsaved man really don't need. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to make him really uh, angry at God and not even want to have anything to do with him because, you know, it's like you're preaching at him. He don't need that. Yeah. And it's, it's true. Again, it's I'll true. go back to asking the wife, who had to do that to you to get you to come to Christ? Right. Did somebody had to treat you like that to get you to want to come to Christ. So you have to think about that as a wife, you know, the way you're doing things. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, it's just like that two-year-old child just constantly just like, Mommy, 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 Mommy. You're like, what, what, what? <laughs> <laughs> and that's how you probably sound to your husband when you're constantly coming at him. And he's just like, oh, and then you're trying to do stuff in front of his face. And, you know, I'm going I'm gonna to pray and read the Bible and do all these things in front of his face. It's like you're throwing it up in his face. He don't need that. No, no. God ain't never told us to do that. No, he didn't tell neither the husband or the wife to do that to their unsaved spouse. Mm-mm. He told them to li- to love them and to really show them without even saying a word. And that's both mm-hmm. husband and wife. Yeah, because uh, if, the, if the world's going to act hostile, what do you think your unsaved spouse is going to do? Or, or a spouse who's maybe said they're saved, but they're not really, you can't really see it in the fruit, in their fruit. Mm-hmm. You know, if if you got other people out here in the world acting hostile, what do you think they're gonna do? They're gonna act hostile. <laughs> yeah, that's that really is true. not what God said to do. No, He didn't. He didn't. And I love that you brought that up about that. And I think that a lot of of uh, wives would need to really to consider the fact that maybe the main reason why your husband is acting that way is that is the way you approach him. And yeah, he's feeling instead of him feeling like. You are for him. He feels like you're against him. Absolutely. I think that that's what wives need to really step back for a minute and let God show her what she needs to do for your husband, not the not the not the, not the pastor, not the deacons of, of the church, but for your husband. Yeah, because every man is going to want something different. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, there's going to be some similarities, just like there's some sim- similarities with women but come on when you think about it each every every person has their own individual um likes and desires and so it's like for me um every wife is not going to like the same color i like absolutely we're not going to like the same decor mm-hmm. we i mean come on as people we don't even all everybody don't like the same foods don't sure. like the same smells right. just think about how different we are with things yeah. and so it's like I had to come to realize that um, I can't compare you to what some other husband likes, another, like, you know, like a, whether he be a pastor or a deacon or some other um, Christian man. I have to get to know you and what you like and don't like. I have to know what's repulsive to you. What may be respect to one man may be disrespect to another. Yeah. And so, like, some husbands may want a spick and span clean house but you don't care about a spick and span clean house i mean long as it's tidy and and things are picked up i mean you're fine with that you want a place where you feel comfortable Mm -hmm. yeah you know a lot of times i used to try to break my back keeping everything spotless and things like sit down you don't need to do all that you tired stop (laughs) doing all that i don't need that yeah no you're doing fine exactly you are. <laughs> but I wasn't believing that because I was believing that, you know, it had to, you know, things had to be a certain way. Yeah. Because that's what I kept hearing other women say. Yeah. But they probably were talking about what their husband wanted. My point exactly. And, and that's where people need to really come to grips on the fact that you, you got to understand your spouse. It's go back to first period chapter three, verse seven, then no, especially for husbands, to live with your wife with what? Understanding. That's exactly what uh what because think about it, your kids gonna go away, everybody gonna be gone, it's gonna be you and your spouse 
So you got to live with understanding with each other. You can't just go in the whole thing and assuming that you like certain things because other person said they do. It's not your wife or husband. It's that God has uh, gave you this person that he gave you compatibility to. And life, and here's the thing that's really strange about what, what the world going to say. That can be compatible, compatible, this thing, that thing. Is that they always trying to figure out into a belief that is not God. God gave our spouses to us for a reason. To balance each other out. So, um... I know you got some more here. I want to um, go ahead and finish those up as well. Um, she should resist the urge to condemn him, which is meaning that she's constantly reminding him of his shortcomings and failures. Wow. Wow. I hear so many guys. I remember when I did the um, Zipperate concept. I remember that show uh, we did. I did for men. A lot of men say that. She always, 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 always remind me about my shortcomings. And that's because she's she's dwelling on that more than she's thinking about the good his good qualities. And he has good qualities. She just needs to look at that more and she needs to verbally say it to him. He needs to hear it. Mm-hmm. He needs to hear what he does right. Right. He needs to hear what she appreciates about him. And I'm pretty sure she just sits and thinks about all the things that he does, there's 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 things there that she can be thankful and grateful about. Amen. I mean, something's just as simple as he goes out there and, and he, he works to provide. Yes. That's something to be thankful for. And so sometimes, you know, a wife needs to take the time to say, honey, I'm so thankful that you work to provide for this family. Because there are women who have husbands that don't do it. So that's something to be thankful for. It doesn't matter that he doesn't have a top paying job. The fact that he goes out and work should be good enough for her to say that. Yeah. Because he does it. He does it because he cares. Yeah. Because He knows that God gave him the responsibility to go out there and work to provide for his family. And he's doing that. Yeah. And yeah, that's that's one of the things a lot of men, it's really, 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 really brings to the point of, I'm glad you brought this up, and that's really powerful. You said that it's a lot of men constantly, time and time and time and time again, always say, "Why she's not grateful? What would I do? I mean, I can't work two jobs. I can't do these things. I can't. I can't. I can't. It's hard here, and practically because a lot of those women are taking those jobs from these men because they out there working, and and that's another story we will talk about that well, later. See, she's not learning to be content. And that's why she's she wants him to have a job paying a certain amount of money because she wants a lifestyle because she's not content. Mm. Well, that's not biblical to not be content. Yeah, that's bad. That's part of the Ten Commandments. That is, it's, it's part of not to be covenant your neighbor. So when you be in covenant, that's being you not know, you're very contentious. And even Paul talked about it in the New Testament about being content in Philippians, did he not? Yes, he did. You're right. He said that he was content in whatever state that he was in. Exactly. So <laughs> so if he can learn to be content, we can do that too. And so the last thing a husband needs is his wife to 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 uh, not show her appreciation for the fact that he does do do his best. 
And she shouldn't be looking for more because she wants a lifestyle. Hmm. And, you know, she's telling him that he's not good enough. Right. Because right. she's she's so worried about her neighbors, her family and friends and how they look at them. Well, she wasn't worried about that when she got with him, was she? Did she let them decide whether or not they should get married? That's true, right? So, right. yeah, she has to learn contentment. Amen. You know, the other things that a, a wife can look at to be thankful for is, you know, like I know like with you, I'm just thankful for the fact that, you know, you, I mean, look at how you, you being in IT, you make sure that all of our um, laptops and computers are working in tip-top shape. Yeah. Now, it may seem like a little thing to other people, but that's a big thing. Yeah. Because a lot of people, you know, would have to go and get someone, get outside services. They would have to pay for someone if they have a computer virus or anything. Well, we don't have to pay for none of those those services because you take care of all of that. You know, another thing that you do is that, you know, I don't have to worry about, you know, if something is breaking down, you know, in our place because you're going to make sure that you do you do what you can to fix it. Right. So that's something to be grateful for. Yeah. It's a, it's a lot of things that, you know, even some men need to really look at the fact you do have some self-worth. Um, so, you know, a lot of wives do, I think, I mean, I'm, I'm putting this in the emphasis of this, and I'm glad you brought this up. Um, a lot of wives need to stop being around a lot of people who gossip. Yeah. And, you know, it's a lot of people who gossip. We, and, and when you gossip so much into taking her to look at her husband in a different way. Mm, yeah, there are scriptures in the Bible that talks about being a no not being a gossip and a busybody mm-hmm. and I, I, I thought it was kind of <laughs> kind of interesting that when it was talking about busybodies it was talking about women when i was reading the scripture and that's going to come in a later broadcast but yeah when i was reading the scripture and i and i came to notice that i have i'd seen the scriptures you know many times before but then it dawned on me that that particular part in the scripture it was talking about wives and women being busybodies, I'm like, wow, <laughs> wow. It wasn't even talking about men. It was talking about women. Wow. I wait, wait till we do that broadcast. That's gonna be good. <laughs> That's gonna be really good because you know, going around meddling and getting in people's business. Yeah. You yeah. Know, and it's horrible. That's why women don't want to be at home. True. They want to be out there in, in people's business, <laughs> telling them what to do, how they supposed to live. I cannot wait to do that broadcast because I know your input is going to be phenomenal. But I want to get to this last scripture. That's 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 9. And I want you to tell me what you uh, what that says and what you think that God is talking about here. It says, neither, the, neither was the man created for the woman, but the woman for the man. Wow. Now... I look at this, and man, even from this standpoint, I want to go into it in another direction with this one because it don't tell you why I want to do this. Um, what God had to show me when I read this, when you put this out here, is that God, what 
man was not made was neither was man created for a woman but a woman for a man in the amplify and i'm using the amplify for a couple of reasons to really expound on what the king james is saying here it says neither was man created on account of or for the benefit of of woman but woman on the account of and for the benefit of man the key things that was said is that man was never created for a woman okay but the woman was created for the benefit for the man that means that a woman is there to help a man that's it that's the bottom line that's what it says in genesis 2 18 right that it was not good for the man to be alone right absolutely well, it didn't say it wasn't good for the woman to be alone right because woman was not even created yet right so um when you hear and we'll talk about this in another broadcast too when you have so many people taking the scriptures out of content and trying to put women or matriarch women to say that God made a, 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 a man for a woman. That's not biblical. First Corinthians chapter 11 verse 9 says it. There's, there's no scripture that I've read that said that. I know. That man was made for woman. Well, you got feminists doing that today. They trying to change. What Bible are they reading? Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. But they reading something. They not read, I, don't, I think they are making up scriptures to try to fit their narrative. But see, God is not pleased when the the leaders of the church not correct them. Are the leaders of the church reading the Bible? That's another question. Because I hear a lot of people preaching their feelings. Yeah. And they use scriptures to justify their feelings. Mm -hmm. But are they tr tr uh, preaching and teaching true biblical scriptures? Do they have a... It's like... You're seeing less and less of people in the church having a biblical worldview. Yeah. I it, noticed that, you know, as these last days are approaching more and more, mm -hmm. I see more people in that go to church having a worldly worldview, but they don't have a biblical worldview because they're changing what scripture says. And a lot of what the world, you know, their philosophies and things that they've come up with they're bringing those things into the church and trying to make those things fit with scripture. That's exactly what's going on. And there's no wonder why so many people are confused and, and unhappy. They're not happy in their walk with God. Yeah, that's that's why I see a lot of wives and a lot of husbands and wives, especially in, in, in a lot of couples, are going downhill because... Their worldview is different. It's not biblical. Even, you know, I thank God that God has um, really transformed our marriage into something that's going to glorify him. And that's one of the biggest, huge things what people need to understand. We need to let God, because like you said, you said earlier that marriage is a ministry. And I don't think people understand why marriage is a ministry anymore. So once we go through these, this series... To understand that the marriage is a ministry and understand why God called a, a, a wife of the godly role, not good role. 
godly role. Yeah, not we're not called to be good wives. We're called to be godly wives. And I know for me, I had to stop looking at my own happiness. Amen. You know, because a lot of us we just trying to find things that make us happy. Mm-hmm. Well, once I once I kick that to the curb and say I want to live for God and you know, I want his righteousness to dwell in me and I want to live for his purpose because he, he made marriage for a reason mm-hmm. and it wasn't for my happiness. No. It wasn't for me to be focused on my happiness. I Once, once I started to uh, realize what I needed to do, I, I started to be happy with what I was doing. I started being happy with the direction I was going. There was peace. Mm-hmm. You know, knowing that, you know, I am pleasing the Father. How can you not be happy pleasing the Father? Thank you. The, the one person who's not hard to please when you think about it. Amen. He's not like us. Yeah. He we, only acts for so little. When yeah, you, right. it, it seems it seems like a lot, yeah. but he's really asking for so little compared to what we as people, because we are so complicated. You know, we're yeah. so fickle. Yeah. One minute we're happy, the next we're not. <laughs> so right. But God, do. he doesn't change. Amen. He does Absolutely. not change. So when I realized that God's not really hard to please at all, when you think about it, you just have to obey him. That's right. Obedience is better than sacrifice. I had to just let that roll over in my mind over, over, over. Yeah. Obedience is better than sacrifice because you think about it, you are doing so much sacrificing. You know, you're like, man, I sacrifice this and I sacrifice that. And you get so mad and angry and upset at all you sacrifice. Mm-hmm. You're right. But God is asking you for obedience. He is. He's been asked for obedience for a very, 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 very long time. Yeah, and then this, this whatever sacrificing you that may come with that, with you obeying, is really not so bad once you think about it because you start to look at life in a whole different way. Yeah, and and you know it's so powerful. You start to see the purpose, mm. the, the the grand, the op- the ultimate purpose, which is nothing compared to what what anybody in this world is striving for at all. It's something so much more greater. Amen. 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 And that's one of the things that it goes back down. And um, it, it reminds me here in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse, verse 16, about why the word God is so powerful. It's the Oscars is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for the instruction in righteousness that the man of God may be complete through thoroughly equipped for every good work. You gotta have God in it. God, the scriptures is from God. Everything about him is from him. We need to do like you said, obey him. Yeah. So I think that what we're gonna do here, we got a whole lot to talk about next week. Oh man, I can't wait because, wow, we got a lot to talk about. Baby, I do appreciate you so much. I mean, I'm telling you this, you, for you just to be part of this is entirely was a wonderful, it's wonderful. And wait till we get to next week with it. And I want to encourage you all 
to be part of this. Now, I want to really make this. We're going to pray. Um, I want um, my my um, lovely wife to pray for the God of the wise. And this is it is a um, and the thing is before we close, if you want to, you need to go, you want to go to her blog, her, and we're gonna post this on the on our website as well. It's my life outside the box dot blogspot.com. But if you, when you you don't need to put the O, it's a zero, okay? So just to let you know, it's my life zero U T S I D E. The box.blogspot.com. You go to there and you will go ahead and when you get there you will see her blog and this the whole thing about what she what we talk about here, the series, the whole series, everything we'll be talking in de great great detail about it. And um but you do need to understand God really do want you to have a fulfilled marriage. But it's not going to be the world's way. It's going to be his way. No matter what. So I want my wife to pray for the God of the wives. And I'm going to pray for everyone after that. So I want her to go ahead and start with the prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for showing us in your word the purpose for why you created Eve for Adam. You are the one who said it was not good for man to be alone. And you created a helpmeet for him. This shows us wives what your purpose is for our own marriages. Forgive us, Father, for not obeying you in this, either through our lack of knowledge of the scriptures or by not submitting to you through willful disobedience. Help us, Holy Spirit, to do God's will by being a help meet to our own husbands. In Jesus' name, amen. And Father God, thank you so much right now. We pray that everyone who listening into the sound of our voice, that you, Father, is the one who brings us together. Father, we not only just ask for peace, but we ask for your true bona fide will to be in, still in our lives today, that we could follow it through you. And Father, I pray for anyone who's listening to the broadcast that who don't know you, Father, that will come to you. And we pray that, that they will seek salvation. But the way they seek it is through the interventions of people who come in that we pray that come in their lives and give the true meaning of who you are. And that is Jesus Christ our Lord. Without him, all things are not possible. So we thank you right now, Father, that people are really understanding the truth that is coming from you and you only, Father. Not for our own intervention, our own opinion, but from you because the scriptures are laid out for them. So we pray right now in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen. Amen. All right. Uh, that's all for us today. Uh, I want to thank each and every one of you to be part of this wonderful radio broadcast. We will go into a more details next week. On part two of this wonderful broadcast, I think when all says done, baby, that this here about God's plan for a Christian wife is going to be very phenomenal because you already start bringing all these things out to the forefront that people need to hear about, and I really do appreciate you to do that. So thank you so much, baby. Um, can't wait for next week. So stay, stay true, stay private. We just and anything you do, make sure they put God first. 
first always. Without God, none of this would be possible. So we want to thank each and everyone to be part of the family on the radio show. We'll definitely talk to you next week and be blessed in the Lord. Thank you for listening to the Family Unit Radio Show. We pray that this radio show helps you understand God's design for the family according to His Word. Tune in next week for more from the Family Unit. And may God bless you. The Family Unit Radio Show is copyrighted by the Resilient Christian Radio Network.